Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. God's word. Father, we just want to thank you for giving us this time and opportunity once again to be in your presence. Lord, we pray that even as we look into your word, Lord, even as we look into the life of Joseph, like what we've been looking at in the last couple of weeks, Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit, you would speak to us and you would minister to us, Lord. Lord, let us not leave this place without having received something from you, Lord. Touch us, Lord, Father. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, so we're in the midst of our series again. Uh, I ask this every week, so I'm asking it again. What's the title of our series? Huh? I dream. All right. So how many of you have a dream? If you haven't raised your hand, I want to really, really pray for you. All right. Okay. I'm hoping and I'm praying that you know some of you really have a dream because here's what I do know. Even if you don't have a dream. I'll tell you somebody who has a dream for you. It's your heavenly father. God, your heavenly father has a dream for you. Can I put it in ways that, you know, um, that you might have heard if you've every, anytime you've grown up in a church or, you know, in a Pentecostal church, you've heard this, said this over and over and over again. I know I've heard this so many times. You have a purpose from God. God has a purpose for you. God has a calling on your life. Something, the reason why God has sent you, packaged you and sent you into this world is because he has something that only you, can I say this again? Only you can fulfill in his eternal and his big picture plan that he has. All right. So I'm just saying, listen, it's important for us to recognize and understand the fact that, listen, God has a dream and a plan for us. And the reason why I've been doing this entire series is, you know, for us to be able to get maybe a roadmap or, you know, it's like when you're going somewhere and, uh, you know, you want, you know, someone to send you the Google location map, right? Why do you want a Google map location? You don't use Google? Hello? <laughs> why, why would you want a Google map location? You can reach the location. Is that all? Yeah. So you don't get lost. Exactly. You don't want to get lost. You don't want to be going around in circles. and By the way, how many of you use Google maps and still ended up circle, circle, circle? Anybody? I remember one time I was driving my family into Kerala. And I, I was like, you know, Google Maps is right. Google Maps is right. And she took me into some, some weird place. All right. And my family is sitting behind me. My wife and my mom was with me. And she said, are you sure this is the right way? It's Google Maps. This can't be wrong. All right. And we're going, we're going. And finally, we end up in a place. All right. It's overlooking the sea. And we're supposed to have reached some house because the Google Map, she said that this is the place. And we're like, there's no house here. You know, where are we? So I'm just saying, you know, sometimes Google Maps can be wrong. But I'm just, the reason why I'm saying that is, listen, we would love to have direction in our life. And the reason, you know, that's why I'm saying, listen, I don't know if this series has been speaking to 
you on any level but i know you know as i've been preparing as i've been praying you know i know god's been really really speaking to me and and the reason and i'm praying that you know by the end of the series which is probably another two more weeks okay we are already joseph is 30 now he's today we look he's already married to all right and uh, we need to leave joseph alone now all right before we pick up somebody else okay and i've let me just say this over the last 7 8 weeks i've really grown attached to joseph all right i mean you saw him as a 17 year old lad now he's 30 years old okay and and he's been through some really really challenging stuff right through his entire you know 10 years at or 13 years that he's been through but here's here's something that you know joseph's life can teach us and I'm, that's what i'm praying you know at the end of this entire series that you would have a road map into the calling or the purpose or the dream that god has for your life all right so um today uh, what i want to do is um, i've titled you know today's message as who's first all right we're in week 8 and um, today's title is called who's first and i'll tell you why who's first all right the reason is because uh, you know as i was going through joseph's story i came across this one scripture one verse that was there in that story that i just could not take my eyes i've never seen the scripture before i've read joseph's story so many times but i just have never seen the scripture and it just kind of stood out and i felt man you know this is such a crucial part you know if you're pursuing a dream if you're you know walking in line with what god has in store for you i'm telling you this is a crucial part of your life which you will need and can i tell you this you're still needing that even today all right and and um um okay let me just give a backdrop of you know what we've been looking at you know for the benefit of everyone here joseph had a dream anyone remembers what age what age when he was 17 i already gave you a clue i mean come on you pick it up all right 17 he had a dream when he was just 17 how many of you are 17 here everyone's about 17 all right so he had a dream when he was just 17 years old and it was a dream from god if you remember week 1 week 2 we saw this you know the dream that he had it was from god but was it the entire picture of what god was going to do in his life no all right but he pursued he knew that it was from god and some point i believe you know joseph held to that dream and he was a young lad but you know what he went through he was sold off as a slave he fell in prison for something what he did not do all right he was wrongly accused for something and he was in prison for how long 13 long years all right and um, he thought he could get out you know when his friends dream he had he was able to interpret but that didn't work out and now last week we saw that i mean last two weeks we've been seeing that he was suddenly ushered into the presence of the pharaoh who was the king at that time to interpret a dream which pharaoh had now let me just give you a background you know before we pick up you know what we are supposed to be reading doing today all right Pharaoh had two dreams. All right, two very specific dreams and uh, the first dream what he saw was I'll just give you a gist of what he saw, all right? He saw seven thin cows and he saw seven fat cows. All right? And in his dream, you know what happens? Anyone Bible quiz? The seven thin cows in his dream ate the seven fat cows. All right? So Pharaoh immediately gets up he's disturbed by that and then he decides he wants to go back to sleep and then he had another dream In his second dream the dream that he saw was he saw you know um, I want you to picture you know corn okay corn that's been collected as a harvest and it's just been collected so there were seven good harvested corns or you know the 
crop that was there, the produce that was there, and there were seven blighted ones. Blighted ones is not so good. It's not so healthy. It's nothing great. All right. And in his dream again, the ones that were not healthy ends up eating the ones that were the seven unhealthy ones ended up eating the seven healthy ones. Now the pharaoh had gotten up. He was really disturbed because somehow both the dreams looked little similar. All right, and he calls up all the magicians, and he was one of the most powerful pharaohs at that time. He calls up all of his magicians, all of his you know people there. None of them were able to interpret the dream, you know what the dream was all about. And then Joseph's come into the picture. Joseph, by the grace of God, by the wisdom of God, he was able to interpret the dreams. And what his interpretation was simply this. All right, again, just to give a gist of the entire thing, and go back and read the entire thing for yourself. He saw and he this is what his interpretation was he said there was going to be 7 years of good abundance and harvest there was going to be amazingly plenty of everything that you could possibly have for the next 7 years but the 7 years following after this 7 years of abundance was going to go into a time of famine all right and uh, joseph suggests something all right which is what i want us to pick up reading all right um, genesis chapter 41 was 33 to 36 okay this is joseph speaking now therefore let pharaoh select a discerning and a wise man and set him over the land of egypt notice the interpretation is over and pharaoh you know is he's telling advice he's giving a suggestion to you know pharaoh and he's saying listen select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of egypt let pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect 1/5 of the produce of the land of egypt in the seven plentiful years now here's the advice and i don't want you to miss this we'll come back to this in you know a little later Pharaoh's the advice that Joseph gave to Pharaoh was it in the seven plentiful years of abundance and harvest and everything that was coming you need to collect 1/5 1/5 would be roughly around how much math we're going to do a lot of math today by the way all right i'm just giving you a foreclosure warning all right if you don't like math you like the message okay i don't want to get the two things mixed up all right 1/5 would roughly be around 20% So in other words you know here's what Joseph is telling Pharaoh he's telling Pharaoh listen out of the 100% you know that you're going to be collecting in the next 7 years take 20% and set it aside i want you to save up 20% so that it can be used when in the 7 years when you don't have anything and there's all famine that's going to come in the 7 years all right and 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 here and here's what he said let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of the pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities verse 36 then that food shall be a reserve for the land of the 7 years of famine which shall not be in the land of egypt then the land may not perish during the famine all right now Here's here something you know that I want us to understand you know Joseph's suggestion Joseph advice that he gave to the pharaoh was so good you know why it was so good because not only you know that that advice helped the people of Egypt during the 7 years of famine but his advice helped the entire world from starvation and hunger his advice was so good and pharaoh was you know so overwhelmed and you know the story i mean we saw the verse already all right earlier he promotes him he immediately puts him in second in command and he gives him everything that he needs all right now you know why this is so interesting and this is why you know i thought let me just take a whole week to just talk about this all right because i promise you this in your pursuit of your dream in your pursuit of your purpose 
all right even if god has a dream for you even if god has you know amazing things in plan for you one of the things that you will always have to deal with is a word maybe you like it maybe you don't is a word money all right because i promise you this at some point in your life maybe you know the dream that you're pursuing is so big money will always be a factor whether or not you can actually pursue the dream that you think god has in store for you how many of you think what i'm saying is true all right because some of you you know you're privileged to study in manipal i don't know if you ever realized this but what i've heard okay i'm not a manipalite but what i've heard is manipal is supposed to be one of the most expensive places to study in. have you heard that no you heard it now okay and i'm just saying this at some point money will always be a factor and it's not that you know you don't probably don't have enough money or this but at some point you will always come to a place where you will keep constantly budgeting you'll keep constantly thinking about listen do i have enough money or not if you think you know maybe maybe you think man dani i don't agree you know money is money and you know god is god spiritual matters money don't mix all right if you think what i'm saying is unspiritual and whatever all of those things in terms of money all right let me just give you an example have you ever gone out to eat with your friends with your friends it comes sit 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 up friends that's right don't don't be the odd one or i like to be the odd one come 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 sit up How many of you have gone out with your friends? Was it a good time? You seem don't worry it's not a trick question don't worry I'm not going to trick you with a question all right It was probably a good time right you had you know food with your friends and uh, you enjoyed you know the company and the time that you spent together and all that but how was it when it came to the end when you had to pay the check Were you looking at each other like this were you looking at me right now Hello talk to me. All right. How many of you at some point you know maybe maybe you've gone out I'm sure many of you have gone out so many times with your friends right and and how many times have you actually said you know what guys this bills on me let me pay the whole thing. Nobody? Wow. <laughs> really? It's always been you pay yours me pay mine is that what it's been like? split exactly you know that's like a it's like a, you know the word that just pops out right i mean you just split the bill right now let me ask you this question how many of you would have loved it if somebody in your group would have you know said hey chill you don't take your purse let me pay it for you you're all smiling at me but you're not saying anything <laughs> wouldn't you have enjoyed that come on talk to me now okay i know i would have enjoyed it i'm like really You want to pay the please be my guest man. <laughs> you would have definitely loved it if that person paid you the bill one time. Let's say you go out again and that same person says, "You know what? Don't, man. You're such a good friend of mine. I don't want you to pay the bill." What would you have said? No, no, no. You paid it the last time. This time let me let me pay at least my bill. I don't know if I can pay your bill, but let me at least pay my bill. Hello? Right? 
money is always going to be a factor i don't care how big the dream that god has given to you i don't care how big the purpose that god has given to you money will always 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 pay a be a factor in pursuing the dream or the purpose or the calling that god has in store for you so today what i want to do with the time that we have today i want to give you know three quick tips about how you manage the money that has been put into your hands is that okay all right and i'll tell you why you know it's so important because when you look at the life of joseph and i'll show you that scripture in just a moment when you look at the life of joseph you know from the life of joseph that he knew how to handle the money really well he knew you know the principles of the you know of finances which god had already laid and and i want you to understand this you know many times i mean if you've grown up in church you've heard of tithing you've heard of this we'll we'll talk a little bit about tithing as well today but but you know tithing and many of those things was given by whom anybody it was the law i mean if you read the new testament is referred to as the law who's given the law Moses gave the law right Moses is the one who brought out those 10 commandments and said listen this is something that you should do Was Moses already here by now Moses was the successful hero who was coming after Joseph right Joseph had to die before Moses came in I'm just saying so the law was never said God never said that you know this is how you should do it but somehow somewhere Joseph was able to pick up the financial principles and he said listen I know God I know my God so well and I know the principles that he wants me to follow when it comes to the money and comes to my finances and this is something that I want to follow and I I want you to you know just read that scripture there okay Genesis chapter 47 verse 26 look at what Joseph did Joseph you need to understand Joseph's position he's promoted he's in second in command and he has the freedom to do whatever he wants but look at what he does Genesis chapter 47 verse 26 and Joseph made it a law where did he make the law in the land of Egypt to this day that pharaoh should have one fifth because that was the thing right pharaoh should have how much one fifth we already decided that was around roughly around 20% all right except what's this what what Joseph did except for the land of the priests only which did not become pharaohs You know what we you know what Joseph did in other words can I say it in a language that some of you might understand today Joseph said listen the tithe belongs to God and Pharaoh's not getting it I'm not getting it the people are not getting it it is going to go into the land of the priests and those are the people that's going to get it he made sure that listen the produce that was coming out of this entire harvest the produce that was coming out of this abundance harvest was going to go to only one person and that person was God himself and that's why he sent it to the land of the priests the land of the priests was in on the temple and you know the ones who were worshiping God can i tell you this church when you start putting your finances in the way that God wants you to put it in things start taking place inside of your life and can i say it it puts you on the track that you need to be on when you're pursuing the dream or the purpose that God has in store for you. Now, if I were to ask you this question, all right? Like I said, you know, the title of today's message was was what? Anybody remembers? Who's first? Okay. If you don't remember it, you got to blame Kesha. She's the one who puts the PPT. I can't see the PPT, okay? I'm just saying. All right. So, if PPT is not clear, it's her fault. You got to get it. Okay. She's looking all relaxed, relaxed, relaxed. She's online by the way. Okay. Now, If I were to ask you, hey, 
who's first in your life what would you say this church and i'm asking such an open and public question obviously the answer has to be has to be god exactly <laughs> god first no 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 question no doubt about that whole thing right but you know how god considers if you're really first and you know i mean if you really consider him first or do you know how really god looks at that god looks at that by looking at your heart can i say that again the way god understands if you have really kept him first or not in your life and in my life is by looking at your heart you know why he looks at the heart because god loves to look at the heart but in fact let me let me just take you to this uh, one you know scripture which uh, jesus said all right jesus says is matthew you know gospel 621 here's what jesus is saying where your treasure is there also your heart is where your treasure is can i put it in words that you understand all right or we understand okay where your money is that's where your heart is the way he looks whether or not god is first in your life is by seeing where you put your money first like i said earlier the reason why money is such an important thing is because money often determines how far you can go it does i'm not saying that you know god does not come in or god does not play a picture there god does play a huge picture there but many times i've seen so many you know ministries so many churches are not really able to do so many things why because they don't have funds to be able to support what they want to do they have a god given dream they have a god given vision all of those things but they're not able to move forward because of the lack of funds because of that one word money that's why i say money is a huge important thing that will play a huge role in the dream or the purpose that god or you have for your own life or what god has in store for you but the way god knows whether you're first or not in his i mean for your life is by looking at how you handle your money you know here's here's what here's what you know god says in first samuel chapter 16 verse 7 all right for the lord does not see as a man sees for man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart god's interested in your heart and he's interested to be the first person you know many times in church if somebody comes the pastor comes up and asks this question hey who's first in your life and it's so easy to put up our hands and say that man god is first in my life but many times that's not the case why because where we put our money often determines whether or not god is really first in your life or so let's what i want to do today you know i just want to give you three principles by which i believe listen if you're going to be able to start applying these principles in your life from this point i promise you you will be on that path to the purpose and to the dream you know that you have for your life or god has for your life and money can i tell you this will not be a hindrance or will not be a stumbling block or will not be an obstacle for you to pursue or to achieve or to fulfill the dream or the purpose that God has for you all right so here's three things that i want to talk to you about in terms of your money all right here's number one let god really be first it's easy to say that but let god really be first when it comes to your money now here's here's something you know you know who's the wisest man in the whole world what's his name this is in church and i'm asking you who's the wisest man in the world in church obviously it has to be 
Thank you very much, Solomon. Right? Here's what Solomon says. Okay, Proverbs chapter three, verse nine to ten. Here's what he says: Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be overflow with new wine. Let me just translate that scripture for you. You ready? Honor the Lord with your money, with everything that you have, with your possessions, with your time, with everything that you have. and with the first fruits of your increase so you will do really well in your exams and your career options will just overflow with new wine how does that sound good hello when you learn to honor the lord with your possessions and i'm i'm not just talking i mean of course i'm i want to talk about money but i'm just talking anything that you own when you learn to honor the lord with that first when i mean like i said you know one thing is time all right now when it comes to time all right time is a possession that you have how many of you agree you know that all of you have time in your hands it's only about how you manage it that really determines or makes the difference all of you have equally 24 hours is i think there's a number for the number of seconds i can't remember it now all right every one of us has equal time but sometimes you know we feel that those people have more time than we do it's only about how you manage your time that ultimately makes the difference but when you learn to honor the lord with your time first that's when he starts blessing every work that you put your hands into everything that you study and everything you know where i've seen you know the factor of time being played out so many times you know i've been with dealing or you know uh, with young people for over last last i don't know maybe now 10 years now all right or 10 years or more i don't remember the exact time and every time i see this principle being played out as you know when when the exams come in because you know when exams come in you know i i text up or i call up and ask hey are you coming to church you know what's the first thing that they tell me exactly they tell me this you know exams okay i've got exams tomorrow i've got exams this and you know somehow you know they always you know the thought has always been that you know what and i mean this is not for church you know cell groups the same story all right we have a weekly bible study hey, listen are you coming for the bible study ah, i've got exam tomorrow all right and they stay back and they don't come and and i don't know if this is true okay about everybody but i would definitely when i look back and i when i've spoken to you know at least 90% of the young people who have actually can you say bunked i don't know if you can say bunked church okay i mean of course huh yeah skip is more uh, holier than thou kind of a word right i mean you don't use bunk in church do we right can't say bunk in church right so i mean i mean you know you just say okay you skip church or you skip you know the prayer group that was there all right and 90% i'm not kidding when i say this 90% of the people that i've asked hey listen were you able to really study more you know the time that you actually got from not attending church or not attending the bible study and you know what 90% of them have always come back and told me some of you already seem to know this <laughs> most of the time 90% of the people have told me you know what we just slept off you know it was too hectic and we were too tired did you get any study done no we were so hungry we went out to the mess we had our food and came back and then we started studying only after that 90% i don't know the remaining 10% they even just not told me all right but i'm assuming they have had somewhat a similar experience there as well but here's what i'm saying many times when it comes to priorities when it comes to you know certain things we tend to you know the first thing that gets deleted from our time schedule 
is prayer is church is you know the bible study anything that's there we just want to skip it all because man we were doing other important things that is there now i'm talking about time i will talk to you about money where you put your money first often determines whether or not god is really first or not in your life and and, and and i'm sure some of you have heard this but let me let me just show you the from the life of joseph okay joseph story okay uh, genesis chapter 41 was 50 to 52 joseph by this time he gets married all right he gets promoted he's in a good place now he's having a lot of money in his hands all of those things are there and look at what happens to joseph okay and to joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came whom asenath the daughter of potiphar a priest of on some difficult names there okay bore to him joseph called the name of the first born manasseh for god has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house and the name of the second he called ephraim for god has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction two names the first two sons that were born to him you know what joseph does he decides listen i want to honor the lord with both of my first two sons that are born to me and he names them one he names them i mean the word manasseh it means to forget and the word ephraim means to be fruitful he immediately ascribes them to god he immediately keeps first place to god and he says listen this is you know the first fruit and i mean again we did this in our series back you know uh, in the series where's my money but um one of the things you know that god often looks for okay i don't want to get too in depth today because we're just talking a little bit about this okay one of the things that god is looking for many times is the first fruits and the first born okay the first fruits and the first born and it's a word that you know which we often hear it's called the tithe now can i tell you what the tithe for all of us really means any money that you get I always say it's any money okay because often the argument is listen this is not money that I have made this is money that are my parents have sent I don't agree I'm just saying all right because when your parents sent you money do they take like a rupee by rupee account of what you've done with the money talk to me of course they don't I mean I'm still you know to come across some one parent at least who said give me every detail you know about every single paise we don't use paise anymore we use rupee all right every single rupee that you spend who are you accountable to for the money that you spend your parents they have faith in you they believe that you know you will not excessively spend the money have you ever excessively spent the money no right you're all you're all good people you don't excessively spend the money okay i remember there was this guy you know that was in my hostel um when i was in my college days um every beginning of the month his breakfast would not be in the hostel you will not find him for hostel breakfast you know where you will find him you will find him having intercontinental breakfast in one of the topmost hotels in the city i'm not kidding okay because why beginning of the month money is just coming and towards the end of the month you know where you'll find him you won't even find him in the mess hall he would have probably uh, you know back then we would have paisa 5 paisa 10 paisa he would have a collection of those and he would try to get maybe a puff or a samosa or something for his lunch or dinner you know why he would not be found in the mess because he would be oversleeping he would always miss the mess time Okay so I'm just saying you know sometimes you know we have this tendency to spend extra spend not less okay but I'm just saying listen what are you doing with the money 
that has been put into your hands are you being faithful and you know is god first when it comes to the money that has been put or entrusted into your hands some of us you know we're working we get money you know from our employers agree some of us you know we're not working most of us we're not working we're getting money from the home you know the parents are giving to us but listen where do you spend all that money do you spend it completely on yourself all right or do you actually say no god first in my life if i'm going to get 100 rupees i want to make sure i tithe at least 10% at least i'm saying all right because that's what god says in his word but in the series if you remember we talked about giving about 10% all right but are we willing to at least put 10% into god's hands from the money that your parents or your employer has given unto you because by that can i tell you this god knows that you are really put god first in your life now tell you why this is important but in fact you know here's what i want us to I don't know how many of you have seen this car. Most of us today we are online, all right. But I'm just saying, listen, the money that you give to God is not into the offering bag that passing around. That's an offering. That's completely different by itself. Tithe is your first ten percent. And can I tell you this? The tithe money that you put for God belongs not to you. It belongs to whom? It belongs to God. The ten percent out of the hundred percent of the money that God is giving into your hands, ten percent of that does not belong to you. I'll say that solidly. Okay, we covered this entire thing in the series that we did previously, but I'm just saying this, okay, and I have scripture verses to back it up, but I'm just saying listen. 100%. If your parents are going to send you 5000 rupees, if you're getting an income of I don't know 20, 30000, 10% of that. If you're getting 5000, how much? 500 does not belong to you. It belongs to God, and it belongs to God and you need to say, "Listen God, I want to honor you." with the first 10% of what I've been received and I'm giving this to you and you know the reason why the church has this cover okay because every amount that you're putting into either into the offering bag or into this cover or whether you're sending it online has been accounted for has been you know sent into for yeah what is it it's 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 been managed okay it's being taxed for everything is under scam All right so no money is you know just saying okay you're just putting into a bag you know that's it no it's not everything is being accounted for but here's what I don't want us to miss it's very important to for us to get the principle of tithing into your finances regardless of you know where the money comes from because ultimately that money is in your hands it's a possession that has been given to you and you can use it as freely as you want would you learn to honor the lord first with that possession that you have the reason why it's so important okay is i want us to look at you know the scripture there again this is a very very popular and quoted scripture okay malachi chapter 3 was 8 to 12 will a man rob god yet you have robbed me but you say in what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings god is speaking this to the people and you know what god is saying you've robbed me you've robbed me does anyone have a finder on you Find it, no. To begin, I'm going to ask. Hundred. Don't worry, I'll give it back to you. I promise. Hundred. <laughs> I'm. I'm really asking. Can you give me hundred now, right now? It was so generous. 
he's giving me 500 bucks all right embarrassed you know i mean you guys didn't even put your hand into your wallet you know to this i mean i'm asking you i promised i give it back to you i've got 500 in my hands who does it belong to who did i take it from in this money belongs to inba and i told him listen can you give it to me because i'm going to give it back to you what if i don't give this back inba i'm not giving back to you i'm keeping this this is this belongs to me i made a 500 today is it right some of you didn't even you know bother to check out your purse if you had a 100 on you to give to me i'm hoping you have at least a 100 in your purse is it right of me not to give back the 500 which was given to me by him to me is it right of me not to give it back to him of course it's not right because this at the end of the day does not belong to me who does it belong to it belongs to him that's it give it back to him can i say this again out of the 100% of the money that has been given to you 10% does not belong to you you have to give it back to its rightful owner and the owner of that 10% of the money that you have is god himself this is why tithing is so important and i'll let me give you a scripture there okay i mean here's here's what you know god is saying and god is saying so can you understand when god says you know you have robbed me if i had not given my money back to inba wouldn't it be considered as stealing or robbing from inba yes or no it is and this is exactly what god is saying listen you have robbed me in tithes and offerings it belongs to me but you've not given it to me and here's what he goes on to say listen you are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me even this whole nation bring all the tithes into the storehouse storehouse or you know the word that i would use there is the local church that they may be food in my house have you heard a spiritual food have you heard a spiritual food do you know why a church is able to give you spiritual food is because of your tithes and your offerings that you keep putting into and that is why god is saying listen i want you to bring the tithes and the offerings into the local storehouse of god into the local church that you are attending it's important to tithe into that local church why because that's the reason god says there will be spiritual food every time we come into church we look for one thing we look for spiritual nourishment we want to be encouraged we want to leave this place having received a touch from the lord but listen that's not going to be possible if you hold back you know the first 10% from the lord's house and here's what he goes on to say see and try me now test me now is another version says says the lord of if i will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough for you to receive it how many of you would like that in your life you know god is going to pour out so much blessing into your life that you know okay god give me and it's you know that's not enough and you you know you bring in a huge bag and that's also overflowing that's not enough all right and it's just overflowing and overflowing and overflowing Okay. I've I've mentioned this again but every time you know I talk to young people about overflow you know what's the picture that comes to my mind is a picture that comes to my mind is the time when you actually choose to go home when you go home you know what's overflowing for you your bags are with what not food not food for your loved ones and all that when you go home what is your bags overflowing with 
Ah, your laundry clothes, right? I mean, you're just going to stuff and pack and everything and your bags are like overflowing and so heavy. You know, your dad or mom will pick and wow, you know, they brought so much stuff from wherever they're coming from. Oh, it's all clothes for you to wash. I'm talking about an overflow. And that's what God is saying here. Listen, if you are going to be faithful in doing this, I'm going to bless you so much with so much of overflow that you will not be able to contain the blessing that I'm going to send into your life. And if that was not enough, you know what's the bonus of the desert that he gives later on? Here's what he says. Listen, not only will I do that, but I will also rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the wine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts, and all the nations shall call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Here's what he's saying. Listen, have you, can I ask you this question, church? Have you ever been in an exam? You studied well for it. You prepared really well for it. And you know you wrote that exam really, really well. You did your best. But when the results came, it was not up to the mark. Have you put your hands into something? And yet, you know, no matter how much effort you put, no matter how much of labor you put into that, yet when the result came and the fruit of what you were expecting for did not turn up. Have you ever been in a place like, is it possible? that the devourer that's mentioned here devoured that and that's what that's what I don't want us to miss listen he will not destroy I will rebuke God is saying I will not I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he who the devil the devourer Satan will not destroy the fruit of your ground you put in all that hard work why should you not see the fruit of what hard work you put in why should you not see all those things that you put into and you know there's a reason for that. The reason is the devourer has been coming and stealing and destroying everything that you've been putting your hard work into. And that is why, listen, when when you know when it talks about a curse here, you know, again, I don't know why I'm led, you know, to share more about this, but here's what I don't want us to miss. When it talks about a curse here, it's not that God is going to curse you, it's not. You know what God is really saying? He's saying, listen, all of your hundred percent money that you have in your hands. Listen, if you bring the 10% into the Lord's house, God wants to put his blessing on the remaining 90% that's there inside of your house. It's a principle. I'm telling you, listen, if you, if you want to see an increase, if you want to see an increase in everything that you do, especially, listen, when it comes to your finances, I know, you know, I've seen this principle being played out, you know, in some of the young people's lives. Their parents are struggling with their finances. You know what they did? They started tithing, you know, the money that was being sent to them. And they started seeing a financial prosperity start coming into their own homes, into their families. Think about Joseph. When the famine came, who was regularly tithing? Joseph, their son was. Was Jacob and all of his brothers being able to tithe? Nothing. They had nothing. They were in famine. But you know what happened? Because Joseph was faithfully being put into this, Joseph, out of the abundance of the blessing that he had, he was able to bless his brothers. He was able to bless his own family. How would you like to be in a position where God would use you financially to bless your parents and your family in the days to come? Because that's what God did with Joseph. Now, I'm just saying, listen, it's important. Because anything, if you want to see prosperity, you know, in your studies, you want to see good results come in your exams. You want to see, you know, good things happen out of the relationships that you have with people. 
maybe you're struggling in any area can i tell you this you put this in place in your life you start honoring the lord with your finances i'm telling you god will speak the blessing over every area of your life many times people don't see a breakthrough because they just don't get this right listen the first 10% has to go into the local church that you are a part of it has to and which is why i'm saying listen many times you know we we don't we think man i getting only 5000 3000 is my mess bill all right this is that and if i give 500 all i'm left with this can i tell you this if you give that 500 out of the 5000 your 4500 will be so blessed it will be more than enough for you to survive not just survive on you will be living in abundance and you ask me danny this is money part and i promise you it will happen in money part all right that's number 1 all right learn to put god first here's number 2 all right we'll quickly go through this because not much there's a few principles which i believe you can if you put into practice right now you will see an abundance in your finances as well here's number 2 you've got to learn to wait you may be thinking what is what is learn to wait all right i want you to go back to the life of joseph just for a moment joseph had 7 years of plenty you know it's like think about the time you know in the beginning of the month when your money comes your abundance okay so much money in your bank this thing you can just take your atm or whatever you can use all the money that you have imagine in joseph's case when there was so much of abundance what if you know a few egyptians you know they came and told joseph joseph there's so much of produce there's so much of abundance why don't you give us a little extra so that we can sell the little extra that we have right now and make a little more money out of you know what is there would that have been a right thing or a bad thing but i want to think about joseph telling every one of those egyptians listen guys listen i know we have so much i know we have excess but we're not going to spend this because there is a famine that's coming and we need this and probably even more by the time the famine comes you know what joseph was literally demonstrating that i believe he was learning or he was putting the practice of being patient with what was already there now here's why i'm saying this is such an important principle have you ever at some point you saw your friends you saw you know your college mates or you saw somebody around you who had something and you saw that something and you thought man i think i also need to have it some of you look really confused are you guys still here have i put you to sleep yet have you ever thought that man man they they have this or you know they have that and i think i need to have that man and you probably envied or you fancied you know something that somebody else had and you thought man why i wish i really could have that at some point you know all of us have been envied with that now what do we do do we go ahead and get it or do we learn to say that man i don't think that's necessary for me right now You know let me let me give you a principle which I often follow because I still follow it all right I like to call it you know the seven day rule You know what's the seven day rule have you ever heard of the seven day rule all right the seven day rule can't believe I'm actually stating this now okay the seven day rule for me literally is you've got to wait seven days before you actually go out and purchase something All right and do you know when the temptation to buy something really comes for you all 
for me at least that's how it comes every time there's a sale on amazon or a flipkart and you see this stuff that is there and you see you know stuff that you never even knew existed that really exists there and we're like oh this sounds this seems good i think i need this you know for my this and my that and you know you figure out and you fancy you know things that you think you need it for even though you never heard of it before and you never really actually need it you know what the seven day rule does you wait for 7 days before you actually make that purchase and you know how it's really helped me for 7 days waiting because by the time 7 days are up number 1 the sale is over okay and it's back to the price and you're like oh i am not going to make any money if i you know actually spend that and number 2 here's what i often notice within 2 to 3 days of not looking at it the desire for that particular substance or thing just goes and by the end of 7 days i find myself not really desiring for or actually wanting that particular thing but if it crosses 7 days and i'm still thinking about it and i still you know think i have the money for it and you know i still think i really require it i go ahead and buy but many times what i've often learned to do is even if i see something that's really good i see a good offer i put i hold myself back and i say listen i don't think that's something i need really right now do i really need just because i have the money to buy it Have you ever used money because just because you had the money? Hello, talk to me. Okay, it's important to learn to put your desires behind you and say that. Listen, I know I have the money. I know right now I look like I have a desire for it. All right, but I'm going to hold myself back because I think I might need this money later on. How many of you have treated yourself to an ice cream just because you thought the mess food was really bad? Huh? Are we still here? <laughs> I like some response. Have you ever had an? Because I hear the ice creams in Manipal are good, are they? I said Manipal. Okay. I'm just saying. Sometimes you think, man, it's horrible food today in the mess hall. I think I need to treat myself. I've been put, you know, putting up with this thing. I don't know if you ever save money for an ice cream, but I'm just saying. Sometimes it might be worth it, but I, I don't know. All right, but here's something that I want us to say, and here's why this is such an important principle. Listen, if you can start learning to save money, all right. Now here's here's a principle that I keep telling young people all the time. Listen, ten percent you tithe, ten percent put it aside. Just save that money. Don't do anything with that money, and let it just accumulate, 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 accumulate. You know the word used is compounding, right? Okay, you just allow it to compound over a period of time. I've seen young people back in Mangalore. All right, there was this guy. He came in first year for his MBBS. All right, and he didn't have any money apart from the money that his parents were sending him every month. You know what he did? At the end of five and a half years, he had, I think, he bought. He was a worship leader. He went and bought, I think, forty or a fifty grand expensive guitar. All right, is that guitars that expensive? He went and bought a forty, fifty grand expensive guitar. He still had money that was left over from this, and I asked him, "Where did you get all this money? Did your dad gift you the guitar because you know you cleared your MBBS and now you're a doctor? Now is that why?" And he said, "No, Danny. I've been saving this money from my first year till now because I wanted to have some money in my hand by the time I pass out from this place." That's one example. What here's a challenge that I want to put for you. Someday all of you will get married, right? If you're not sure about that, please come and meet me after the service. We'll, we'll have a long talk, right? Okay. Here's here's a challenge that I want to put for you. 
would you have enough money in your hands by the time that you reached the time that you're supposed to get married that you wouldn't have to take any money from your parents for your own marriage and that every money that you shell out for your marriage would be from you do you think that's possible some of you never even thought about this have you my parents should get me married right i mean their money it's my money it's can i tell you something if you start doing these things now by the time you're that age you'll only look back and say man i'm so happy and i'm so glad that i saved the money that came into my hand because i'll tell you this okay there was a there was this youth again mangno okay he invited us for his wedding his wedding was in jaipur i think you know that right all right you know here's what he did and jaipur was like too far from mangno it's like rajasthan north right okay it's about pune right i think so yeah anyways all right so and he said you know listen i want you to come and he ended up sponsoring his entire wedding his entire wedding all right not only did he sponsor his entire wedding he invited me and my family and he told me dani i want you to just pack your bags and get on the flight and come to jaipur i said yeah that's that's fine and i want you to let me know which is the flight that you're planning to take and i'll book it for you you don't have to do that listen good all right you just take care of your wedding all right i know what's going on all right i'll come there i'll come with my family don't don't worry about anything else he said no dani i've been saving up i want to sponsor your ticket so that you can come for my wedding and he didn't take a single penny or rupee from my hands for his own wedding and i want to challenge all of you young people like that listen would you come to a place where you say that listen dad listen mom i've been saving up i have enough money to run my own wedding i want you to just come and be a part of my wedding i mean obviously they'll be there i hope okay okay and here's the last thing that i want to tell okay and i know i've exceeded a little time okay here's the last thing that i want us to think about okay live below your means can i say that again you got to learn to live below your means don't live up to your means don't live above your means live below your means what do i mean by that let me give you an example if you're following the first two principles this principle should automatically come let's say you got 100% of the money that god has entrusted into you all right so let's say you take 10% let's let's take the 5000 example 5000 10% goes to the local church so how much is that 4500 and let's say 10% you've taken aside and you're saying that this is my savings i'm not going to touch this money so how much is that 4000 you're left with all right you got to pay your bills I don't know if you pay your bills with the money that comes from home okay some of you do I know that all right but I'm just saying listen you've got to learn to live with the remaining money that is there and you got to make sure that you don't encroach into your savings money nor do you encroach into your tithe money does that make sense If you got 4000 left after 10% of tithe and 10% of your savings you got to learn to live with a budget can i say the word budget you've heard of budget right you know that the government just passed one this is really good how many of you 
actually know what's happening in India. Apart from your Instagram and your Facebook and all of those social media stuff that you're actually going through. Be in touch with what's happening in your nation. All right, it's important. All right. Budget is a word that I would recommend highly. If you got to learn, you've got 4,000 in your hands, you got to cut down your cost factor. Let's say, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, how much is your average mess bill? No, I'm talking monthly. Any idea? Anybody? Hostlers? 3,000? Okay, so well, you're left with zero. All right. Oh, 3,000. So you left with what? You still left with some money, right? They already paid in advance already. So you don't pay monthly. All right, fine. So good. So you have like 4,000 in your hands still, right? You've got to learn to budget yourself in that entire month. You've got to make sure that you don't cross 3,000. And the day or the minute that you find yourself exceeding that 3,000 is the day that you will slowly encroach into your savings money and into your tithes money. Can I tell you this, listen, church? If you're willing to religiously follow this 10%, 10%, and you know, I just live on the remaining what is there, I'm telling you, you will have so much money left in your house that you will live a life of abundance even with the little that you have in your house. You know what Paul says? Okay, one last scripture and we close. Here's what Paul says to Timothy. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 10. For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some are strayed from their faith in their greediness and pierced themselves with many sorrows. There's so much more that I want to talk to you about, but I want us to just look at that. Godliness with contentment is great king. When you are learning to be content with what you have and you see somebody walk around, you know, with an expensive iPhone, what, iPhone 13? I think iPhone SE 2022 is out, right? Isn't that out? Yes, yes, it is, right? Okay, maybe you're eyeing for it. I'm not saying that, you know, you're eyeing for that phone or something that's really expensive, which you know that you can't afford. You know that, you know, it's way beyond your means or way beyond your budget. I'm not saying it's wrong to hold that desire, but listen, learn to wait. Learn to wait. Keep aside the money which you know you have it and you know that tomorrow you will still need this money for something else. Keep aside that money. Because I promise you this. When you, can, you know, one of the things that many people, okay, of my age pray for, and I'm not very old, okay, I'm just saying, okay. My age, you know, people who start working and you know what they pray for? They pray for more money. And here's something that I want to ask all of us in closing today. Why would God give you so much more money if you are not able to manage the little that God has already given to you? Why would he give you? It doesn't matter how much you pray. I'm telling you, listen, God is looking for somebody whom he can trust. You know why God gave Joseph such a huge position and you know to be able to manage the produce in that position? You know why God gave him that position there? Because he's seen how faithful Joseph was with the small little things that Joseph was handed over to and God knew that if I can trust somebody in the seven years of famine in the seven years of abundance 
someone who is willing to save up save up save up so that when the famine comes in he will still have money not only to bless himself but to bless his family and to the entire nation and the whole world because i'm going to send the whole world to him because god saw joseph was faithful with the very little that he had in his hand in the first place and that's a question i want to leave all of us with as we close to listen can god trust you with the little money that he's given to you? and i'm telling you okay there are a lot of things that i've not mentioned okay you're taking a test every time god puts money into your hand you're taking a test whether you like it or not you know what the test is listen are you going to honor god with the money that's been put into your hand and if you do that i promise you as you pursue your dream as you pursue the purpose of the calling that you think you think god has for you money will not be a hindrance will not be a stumbling block will not be an obstacle for you to achieve or to fulfill the dream or the purpose that god has in store for you learn to put god first learn to wait learn to wait and save up the money that is already in your hands and what's the last thing i said what's the last thing i said live below your means when you save up the money learn to be content with the little that you have and it's okay you don't have an iphone that's okay you have an android it's working it's good enough you have to tap it a few times but it's still working it's good enough i'm going to be content with what god has already given shall we close in prayer as we look to the lord right now in this moment i want you to ask yourself one thing what is god trying to speak to you today what is god trying to say tell to you today and maybe you know some of us we have not been faithful with the money that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or dm us on instagram you know let us know if we can serve you in any way just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and i'm really hoping to see you next week